the free for all roundtable round two on round two, plenty to talk about today, and I'm in good company. Mitzi Hunter is here, former Liberal MPP and a mayoral candidate. Rob Davis, former Toronto City Councillor, founder of Rob Davis Associates, also a former mayoral candidate. Maybe there's a theme here. And Jerry Agar, who has no intention of running for mayor. Or do you, Jerry Agar? If I ever tell you I'm running for mayor, I give you permission to shoot me. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know, people are always saying that you and I and others here at News Talk 1010 should be running for office, and I I always reply, it seems like too much of a real job. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> we have it good here. Okay, so speaking of mayors, Bonnie Crombie now saying she's going to take a leave of absence as of the 7th of October. Um, she is the mayor of Mississauga. She's running for the leadership of the provincial liberals. And, uh, you know, Rob Davis, you had to run for office. Yep. Um, I'm not entirely convinced. I know Jerry and I disagree about this, that you necessarily have to walk away from what you're doing in order to run for something. But what do you think? Yeah, you know, you, you don't have to. You know, under provincial legislation, or uh, if you run for, or f- and federal legislation, if you run for uh, uh, MP or MPP as a, as a sitting city council, you don't have to resign your seat. However, uh, as Mitzi Hunter will tell you, if you're an MPP and you're going to run for a city council, you have to resign as MPP or you have to resign as MP. It's kind of odd because if you and I applied for any other job, you don't quit your job until you get the other job. So it's, a, it's an well, interesting... Well, in my industry, that's a bit dicey, but anyway. <laughs> well, but you, you, I mean, you have quiet negotiations in the background. <laughs> An election is a long-term job interview with the voters, and they haven't yet decided whether they want to promote her from mayor to leader of the... or demote her, depending on your political uh, leanings, demote her to leader of the official... Oh, wait, no, say she wouldn't be... Leader of a party that doesn't yet, isn't quite recognized in the legislature because they don't have the, uh, the requisite number of seats to be considered a party. So good on her for taking a leave of absence. I would probably say she should um, defer receiving pay, but still act as mayor because she was elected. So she can do the job and run for leader, but maybe not take the pay. Say, look, I'm 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 operating at 75% steam, 65% steam. So in all fairness, I'm going to donate 50% or 100% of my pay to a local charity. Taking a leave of absence. Eh, I don't think that's necessarily appropriate. Now, I did call for city councillors to to uh, yep. suspend their receiving their pay during this election. The ones who were running for mayor, because they weren't, you know devoting all of their time to serving their community. They were running for mayor. Okay, well, Mitzi Hunter, you're one of the people who has paid the ultimate uh, penalty for this. You gave up a job, and you ran, and you didn't win, and so I I presume you're probably doing something right now, but, you know, you lost a good job. Well, I'm talking to you, John. You know, uh, (laughs) this is is a natural progression for, for Mayor Crombie that, you know, she's moving along in this uh, leadership race and and now she's um, stepping back uh, recognizing that you know it this is a big province and the candidates need the time to travel and to visit members in all regions and so she's being upfront with uh, with her constituents in Mississauga and and perhaps giving someone else the opportunity to um, to take on more responsibilities as she pursues this so she's being upfront she's taking um, definitely a, a 
the progressive uh, path here um, because the membership uh, cutoff was was on Monday and, uh, and and she's doing well and she's going to continue to put in that work. But there are no requirements, as uh, as Rob said, for her to um, to resign, just as the other MPs and MPPs who are in, in the leadership race as well. There's no requirement for them to resign. So I don't think we should have different rules and standards for for the mayor. Um, she's she's playing by the rules here. Yeah, OK. And Jerry, she's doing what you wanted her to do. Well, she's partway there. I think she should have stepped down. But uh, but that said, uh, this you know, <laughs> yes, she's playing by the rules. Who made the rules? A bunch of self-serving politicians make rules for themselves. That's what's going on here. There is no way, John, that you and I could decide to spend the vast majority of our time trying to find another job somewhere, traveling around, taking time away, uh, lobbying for support. I mean, to try to become the leader of the Liberal Party of Ontario would seem to me to be, if you're going to actually win it, a full-time job. Okay, go do that full-time job. Anytime I've had a job and was applying for another one, I'll give you an example. I was working in Raleigh, North Carolina. I wanted a job in Kansas City. I got to the point where they said they wanted an interview. I said, I'm working here. I can come on the weekend. You want to have meetings on the weekend? They said, okay. Okay. Um, Listen, let's move on to the upset over Pierre Polyev getting on the mic system, the PA system on a plane. And Jerry, I'll start with you on this one. I just, like, I cannot even begin to fathom the outrage on Twitter, mostly, it seems. Like, get over it, people. It was just goofy. Okay, but there's another factor in this that the people who are upset, the Jan Ardens of the world, need to factor into it. That flight was put in place, not exclusively for, but generally for, flights to the convention. That's why they put that flight in place. They let anybody know, know, buying a ticket, that that's what that flight was for. So if you or I had purchased a ticket for the thing, we would have seen, oh, this is a special flight they added in going to the convention. Okay, I'm not going to the convention, but I bet I'll be surrounded by a whole bunch of conservatives. I guess I'll have to deal with it. This wasn't a regular flight. Mitzi, if it had been Justin Trudeau back in the day when he was popular, I think people would say, oh, look at him. He's got such moxie. He's a lot of fun. Know about that? I, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to 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 listen to the other side here that this is okay. You know, if I if I'm on a special flight going to the Caribbean, um, you know, I understand that everyone's going there for some sun and fun, but I don't expect one of the individuals to go and take over the PA system. You know, like that to me is something about life safety and it's exclusive use of the people who are there to protect the safety of all passengers, including those that may have purchased a ticket that aren't going to the convention. So I I just thought it went too far. Um, Maybe he could have stood up and said something, but getting on the PA system was just, I think, overreach. So you think that if an actual emergency had broken out, they'd say, well, we've got to wait for Pierre Polyev to stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? This is about risk when you're in the air. I don't think you should on the PA system at all. With all due respect, Mitzi, this is a tempest in a teapot. And just to show you how unimportant this is, I am going to boycott every single episode of Corner Gas that features Jan Arden. Okay. (laughs) All I can think is, you know, a lot of people probably were inclined if an emergency had broken out. When, you know, Pierre Polyev was speaking, they would have put their head between their knees anyway. Uh, So the education minister telling a school board to stop throwing out books. Rob, I'll start with you on this one. I don't even know where they came up with this arbitrary idea of 2008, that everything before then was possibly questionable, everything since then has been pure. 
Well, maybe they're going to change the name of Dundas Street. I mean, this is ridiculous. Ah. Oh, sorry. I got, did I slip the word Dundas in? No, folks, this is crazy. This is madness. Um, I think the idea that you would throw out perfectly good books that children and adults could use. When I was a city councilor back in the day and skinny and good looking, uh, our library was disposing of books and I had 10,000 books donated to Trinidad and Tobago from the former city of York. We had thousands and thousands of books that were no longer in circulation. And so rather than burn books or throw them in the bin, we made sure that somebody who uh, was less fortunate than the people in our community had the benefit of using those books and having those resources. There are a lot better things that you can do with books that you think might not fit the zeitgeists of the time than throw them away or burn them. Okay, Mitzi Hunter, one of the objections to uh, Mark Twain's work, for example, is the occasional use of the N-word. And when I said this morning, you know, you've got to put it into context of the time, somebody said, you as a white guy couldn't possibly understand how triggering that is. So what say you? Yeah, I, I think the minister is right, um, you know, to get involved here with the school board because this is under his directives that uh, they are trying to be more inclusive with the book selection. That that's, goes without saying. We gotta make sure that our school board's libraries are reflective of the students who are using the books. But the interpretation that everything written before 2008 should be clear-cutted and dumped from the library just doesn't make any sense at all. Like to the point that those that are in the recycling depot within the Peel region are saying like, we have to hire more staff to deal with the volumes of books coming through. So something went very, very, very wrong and it needs to be corrected. And I guess they're gonna purchase new books because they have to replenish those shelves. And under no circumstances should Anne Frank's Diary of a Young Girl when, when is that okay that you should read that book? It just doesn't make any sense. Like I'm a literary, like I love literacy and it's one of the things I championed when I was MPP. I just don't get what happened here. Well, how did it go so wrong? Jerry Agar? I can tell you how it went so wrong. Read the document that they put out from Peel. They are uh, an, an agenda-driven organization that wants literature that only applies to the lived experience of 15-year-olds. I mean, how stupid can you be? Uh, the, 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 <laughs> well, because they need to learn. Uh, you know, everything that we know today is cumulative knowledge from the people who went before us. We stand on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. Yeah, but and, some, and, knowledge, some knowledge was not included, and that's their point, is that you've got to make up for that. Okay, but, but add in, don't you, subtract, is, is what I'm saying. And by the way, John, absolutely. to respond to your comment on uh, Mark Twain, which you were right to bring up, if people actually bother to read Mark Twain, they will realize a writer from the Civil War era was using the language and the uh, images he used to counter racism. That's what he was doing. Absolutely. Do people want to learn, or do they just want to be yeah, idiots? Yeah, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't negate the triggering aspect of using that word, which is the point of of the earlier commentator. Well, so if I, if I could, I'd come on the air and make a quote and, and demonstrate what I'm talking about. But we've arrived in a world where we're so triggered, we can't even have an intelligent grown-up discussion. Well, listen, I, I, well, I, I think well, I, people I, have generational trauma and we can't we can't we can't ignore that. Listen, I partially agree with with Mitzi on this. But, you know, in other communities, when you teach the Merchant of Venice, the Jewish community yep. did a really good job of working with the Toronto District School Board and said, look, if you're going to teach the Merchant of Venice, we want you to do a component on anti-Semitism. There are ways of accommodating 
the need to help people who may be triggered by what Mitzi calls generational trauma, but at the same time, not throw books on the burning pyre of wokeness. Uh, not a lot of time on the clock, uh, but a very, very disturbing video, which most people have decided not to watch. But the OPP is probing, probing an incident. And Jerry, I'll start with you on this one. And you may be the only person who gets to weigh in. Um, they had to put down a deer, and they decided to beat it to death with an axe. You could, couldn't they just shoot it? I like, know. I mean, if the idea was put the poor animal out of its misery, then uh, you, you, aren't they? They had carry guns, don't they? Still, the RCMP. Apparently, the, 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 the common wisdom seems to be that they didn't want to have to go through all the paperwork of paperwork. taking their their gun out of their holster. Paperwork. Yeah, well, that's why I asked whether they're still allowed to carry guns in this world we live in today. They could have maced the deer to death. Oh. Oh, come on, guys. This is this is like I didn't even want to read or review this. It's just so cruel. Thank you all. Good to have you. A very lively discussion this morning. Jerry Agar, Rob Davis and Mitzi Hunter. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.